We're so glad that you've joined us today on the Relevant Church Podcast. There's so much God wants to do in and through you as you listen to this message. If you want to learn more about Relevant Church, visit us online at thisisrelevant.cc. This week we're going to be talking about slaying fear. Slaying fear, man. This is something that's actually super personal for me because... um, I've, I've been talking about fear for a few weeks now because God really challenged me mm-hmm. because fear is something that has gripped me all of my life. Like mm-hmm. I, I went public. I actually uh, decided to share some inner uh, struggles that I've had uh, online and um, just letting people know that, listen, fear has been something that has literally held me back mm-hmm. from so many opportunities. There's so many people out there who fear just grips like gets them in paralysis of analysis it gets them thinking about limiting beliefs but ultimately stops them from ever realizing the potential that god has actually called them to that is so powerful and it's so it has to be liberating oh, bro. to get to that point where you can so openly good. talk about it it's so good i was scared to talk about it that's the that's, first day I started talking about it online. I was literally shaking. My hand was shaking. Like, man, people are gonna think you're punk. You know, people are gonna think you're you're weak. And as a lead pastor of a church, you shouldn't be sharing people how fearful you are. And I was like, you know, I just don't care anymore. I just I I want to be free from fear. We're human. We're human, man. Every struggle that you have, we have or have had or yeah. may will have. Yeah. You know how guys are. The first thing I thought was like, I don't know if I think I'm a punk. It's all good. <laughs> It's all good. So why, do, why is that the first thing we always go to? We're conditioned. Yeah. We're conditioned. True. And we're trying to be reconditioned. Absolutely. By the word of God and by the spirit of God. Humility and grace, man. That's right. Let's go. So we're going to talk about a very familiar story. Not quite how you might think we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And it made me think about uh, one time where I was uh, wrestling my cousin. Uh, when I was a freshman in high school, I was a little bitty dude. I was five foot, half inch, 99 and a half pounds. Wow. The only reason I know, because I played football and they got my measurements. 99 and a half. 99 pounds. and a half. I was like, how come I couldn't get 100? <laughs> Listen, bro, my, my son is a freshman this year, and he's 159 pounds. <laughs> dude, I'm, That's I, a I big dude. I could have put some quarters in my pocket or something. I could have got that <laughs> half pound. But I was little. I was a little guy, and I was playing football, and I'd never played football before, yeah. organized football. And I, I was afraid. You know, I was. I didn't know if I would get hurt, and I, yeah. I didn't know the positions. And, and I grew over the season, and what happened was uh, my football coach, he said, hey, you should lift weights. Yeah. He told me and a buddy of mine, Josh, you guys should lift weights. And he just was encouraging us because he saw potential. And I remember lifting weights in that offseason. I would lift, weight, lift weights with the older football players. And mm-hmm. one of them was my cousin. He was a really good football player. He's, I think he's going into his senior year. My cousin, John. What up, John, if you're watching? And we call him John John. And he's a big guy. He wore, like, the, uh, the, the, the big guard on his helmet and on, on his shoulder pads, I mean. And he w- he's, like, 240 pounds, lineman, linebacker. And he That's was a big, big guy. Big guy, big guy. And I remember he, he came at me one day. And we were wrestling. And in my mind, I'm just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, boop, I got him. I, I flipped him? I, I, I boop, boom, put him on his back. And he was like, oh, and everybody's like, whoa. And and what that did for me was just build confidence. Wow. It, it was a confidence builder. Yeah. And we want to talk a little bit about that, like, like what it takes right. to start to build confidence. Because overcoming fear you overcoming fear yeah. slaying fear did not happen overnight did absolutely it? not it's been a journey it's been an absolute journey and yeah. the gentleman we're about to talk about he's yeah. been he was on a journey 
very mm-hmm. popular passage of scripture. We're going to be in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 17. We're going to read. I'm going to start at verse 17. We're going to talk a little bit. We're going to share some points. We're going to dialogue. Right. And I, I really pray that this is a blessing to you. For so sure. we're at 1 Samuel chapter 17. We're going to start at verse 17. And it says, And Jesse said to David his son, Take your brothers an ephah of this parched grain, and these ten loaves, and carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers. Also take these ten cheeses to the commander of their thousand. See if your brothers are well, and bring some token from them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. And David rose early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper and took the provisions and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the encampment as the hosts were going out to the battle line, shouting the war cry. And Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. And David left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage and ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers. And as he talked with them, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before. And David heard him and the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were much Afraid, they were scared. They were afraid. <clears throat> Goliath was not a small dude. He wasn't. He wasn't. And we're, we're talking about David. The story of David mm-hmm. and Goliath. I mean, yeah. they they use it in nursery rhymes. David yeah. and Goliath. Every time I I watch a football game on Sunday, it's David against Goliath. Goliath the, yeah. the, the you know March Madness, the small school against the big school. So it's a story that you're familiar with. Story about slaying giants. That's literally. it. And we want to talk yeah. about uh, right now how how David was prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that sticks out to me about David is that we know that David slew Goliath. Yeah. He didn't have to go home to get his his weapon. Nope. He was showing up to bring a meal to his brothers and get a report for his father right. and to be able to return to tell his father what was happening. And point number one is be prepared for battle. Yeah. He uh, he, he He showed up prepared. He showed up ready. No one had to tell him to be prepared. He was literally going on an errand for his dad. He was delivering Uber Eats for his pops. Yes. And at the end of the day, he showed up, not knowing what he was going walking into, but he showed up strapped up. Literally. He showed up with his weapon. He showed up with his weapon. Ready. Ready for battle. Yeah. Uh, David, uh, he had been prepared to fight. He had fought lions. He had fought bears. He was prepared for, for to be able to fight things that look like should, should, should actually eat him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't imagine fighting a bear with a rock. <laughs> right, nope. I just got back from Alaska. And when I took Caleb oh, yeah. up there to go oh, fishing, yeah. I saw a bear print. Wow. And the print itself made me <laughs> second guess what I was doing. Right. Like, what am I doing here? This If this bear comes walking out, oh, I had a forty four Magnum on my oh, chest. Oh, so this, this was outdoors. Like, this is not a bear print in a museum. It was like you were out. Mm-mm. I, I had to make sure that I could. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Where's my son at all times? Stay right. close to me, son. And, and the thing is, is I was prepared. Mm-hmm. Not for a battle, but I was pre- prepared for what would come. Mm-hmm. And David showed up to the battle, not to battle, not to fight. He showed up prepared 
for whatever would happen, yeah. just bringing a meal. And, and oftentimes, you can show up to a situation and not be prepared, not be ready. Yeah. And we want to encourage you to be prepared for whatever might come yeah. your way. Uh, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Come on. And that that'll preach. That'll if you, preach. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah. If, if what comes in my life, and I have to go digging through Scripture to try to find a Scripture to combat what's ever yeah. happening in my life, I didn't show up to the battle ready. And can I be real with you? Is what I've realized about life is the greatest battles you'll fight mm. are never the ones that you were expecting. No. No. The greatest battles you're going to fight are going to be the ones that catch you off guard. Yes. Because oftentimes, we there's this thing in our minds where, especially if you're somebody who's been fearful like I am, like I've got, um, I'm a hypochondriac. Mm. So I'm always afraid of getting sick. Mm. Like I'm always afraid of, you know, there's this new disease out there, so I got it. I remember when SARS came out mm. and I had a little cough. I went to the doctor like three, four times. I went to the doctor so many times my doctor told me, don't come back unless you're dying. Like, they better call me to the hospital where you're at. But, like, I was so afraid of getting sick, I didn't realize that there would be an accident that I was going to get into. Mm. The battle that I was going to fight was actually going to be a car accident mm. and not a sickness that I was going to be battling. Yes. You know, a lot of times we think we're going to get into a situation, a conflict with my spouse. Mm. Right? The battle that I didn't know that was coming. I, I just, I went to work today and it was great. And I get home, had no clue that as soon as I walk in, there was going to be a conflict that would arise out of nowhere. Mm. And you got to always be prepared. What you say? You got to stay ready. Stay ready. You don't have to get ready. And you don't have to get ready. There's nothing like being caught off guard. And I'm so yeah. grateful that David was not caught off guard. Right. Because when he showed up to the battle, Goliath walked out mm -hmm. talking trash. The, the, the thing that really kind of blows my mind, and I might have chuckled as I was reading it, it said that Jesse knew that, that, that the Israel army was fighting the Philistines. Guess what? <laughs> nobody, they wasn't fighting. Nobody was fighting. That nobody either. was fighting. Right. So point number two, get in the fight. Get in the fight. Get in the fight. Right. The soldiers were on the sideline. Mm -hmm. The soldiers were on the side. They, they were afraid. Right. They were literally dealing with fear. It said they ran up. Uh, the, 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 the verse talked about how they went out there. They put on all their clothes. Mm -hmm. They were, they had their war cry on. They were sounding good, looking yeah. good. You ever play basketball <laughs> with somebody uh, who you know somebody does uh, not play ball talking when they show up on the court and they look the best? Like that is the greatest looking athlete yes, ever. Yes. They got the they got the whole Jordan uniform with the Jordan, the sweat and the side. They got the bands. They got the headbands. They look good. They over there stretching. And then when they shoot the ball, you like, oh. No. But this is how you know when you look at their shoes, they're clean. Too clean. Way too clean. Too Those clean. shoes haven't done anything. And, 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 and that was that was the, that was the Israelites. They showed up clean uh, for battle. They showed up and they they doing the war cry. Right. Like who was you crying out to? If it wasn't God. <laughs> Mm. Because they weren't ready. Fear. Uh, afraid of failure. Yeah. Afraid of the unknown. This is the crazy part. They were afraid of the unknown. They saw Goliath in the field. They heard they heard his insults and he spewed insults yeah. and over and over and over. He had done this for days and for days. Mm -hmm. So why you even come out there dressed like that, doing a war cry, knowing you was gonna run back like you did the last yesterday yeah. and the day before? Every single day. They ran scared. They you need to recall some past victories at times. Yeah. And that's what David was doing. He was recalling some past victories, uh, some things that we had already made it through sometimes. Mm -hmm. So when, when it was time for me, I I was a fighter. 
you know, mm-hmm. God, I'm, I'm, I'm saved, I'm reformed, I've been washed by the blood of Jesus, I haven't mm-hmm. been in a fight in a very long time, but I was a fighter, I was quick to fight, I had mm-hmm. a bad temper, and, and beating my cousin wrestling probably wasn't a good thing, because I got, I had all the confidence <laughs> in the world, I thought I could whoop anybody, right, and, but, the, but what I'm saying is, there has to be something in your past that yeah. encourages you and equips you yeah. to not fear, yeah, fear, Absolutely. To not fear fear, the fear of the unknown, the fear fear of what's coming up in the future. Yeah. And really, um, this is this is a pivotal moment for many of us because whenever we face that giant, whenever we have to face that unknown battle that we walk into, mm-hmm. uh, fear tries to convince us uh, that this is the first and worst and uh, greatest battle that we have ever faced, we're ever going to face, and this is it. It all... It's all about this battle. And it is really easy to fall for what they call um, the uh, imposter syndrome. Mm. Imposter syndrome is when you walk into a situation. And so maybe some people say, hey, you know, I really love the way you did that presentation on the job. Hey, I really love the way you did that at work. or I really love that paper that you wrote. And what we almost what we do to ourselves all the time is like almost immediately like, oh, no, it's nothing. No, I didn't. Oh, that was silly. Or, you know, when people dress nice, they walk into the room and they're like, oh, man, you look really. Oh, this old thing. It's like this imposter syndrome that doesn't allow you to say yes I've made it this far I've been able to accomplish this because fear is trying to train your mind to believe that every situation is a new situation mm-hmm. and is greater than any situation that you face and it will be greater than any situation you will ever face so this is the toughest situation that you're walking into but that didn't happen to David that didn't happen to David mm-hmm. when David shows up so first of all he's ready for the fight. Yes. He had his sling that he always had. You guys know the story. He takes his sling, throws a rock in there, flips it a few times, strikes Goliath, knocks him out. But before all that happens, David, number one, is already prepared. He has a sling. Has no clue what he's walking into, but he's prepared. And then number two, he's willing to step into the fight. And yes. we see that right here in verse 32. It says... I shall begin in um, verse 31. It says, when the words that David spoke were heard, because David is just like, listen, you're not going to talk trash about my God. Uh, Goliath is talking all of this junk, calling Israel out of their names, challenging their God and talking about how he can defeat everybody. They're running scared. David is like, "When, when the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul and he sent for him. David is like, listen, I'll fight the dude. Yeah. He was like, I'll get in the fight. That's crazy. David is the littlest guy. Mm. That's a word. Littlest. It's a word today. Um, His dad has sent him on an errand because he wasn't even allowed to be in the battle. Yet he shows up ready for the battle and he's willing to get into the fight. And he's he's equipped for a fight that he didn't know he was going to. That he was going to. And so the the king is like, I got to see this kid. Yeah. Who is this kid? Who's this kid talking about this trash? So... And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Mm. David is like, yo, I'll go fight him. I know I'm small. I know I just came here with these Uber Eats from my dad. At the end of the day, I'll step into the fight. He says, your servant will go fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth. See, fear will always try to tell you that you're ill-equipped and you're under-equipped. It will always tell you why you can't. Why you can't. 
But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. Come on. He's, he still keeps. Listen, I've never seen this in yeah. this story. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. He's, and he, he just left the sheep. He just left the sheep. That day. <laughs> it's as if David is prophetically speaking into his feet, into his future. Mm. He left. He was out with the sheep. He left the sheep to run this errand from his dad for his dad. And he says, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. He's like, man, that's what I used to do. But I'm about to step into my But I'm about to step into today. my destiny. I'm about Ooh. to step into my calling. And some of you guys need to start saying, I used to be afraid. Yes. I used to be in a bad relationship. Yes. I used to be addicted. Yes. Because I'm about to step into a new thing in yes. my life. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I am doing a, a new, new thing, thing, and now it springs forth. Right? He says, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock... I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard yes. and struck him and killed him. David is like, no joke. No, no joke. David is like, listen, I did that. I fought the lion. I fought the bear. If they came against my sheep, I took them and I struck them out. And if they fell out and they started coming back after me, I would run after them I and I would go after them. them. I would the grab beard. them by the beard. Let me, tell you, one Let me man. tell you something. A fight is not a fight. Come on. Unless you got some punches in. There you go. Have you ever seen a fight that one person did all the fighting? Right. That's not a That's fight. That's not a fight. That's a beatdown. That's getting wood. That's a beatdown. I'm telling you. See, see, and, and, and we're talking about a physical fight, and I have to address this, because yeah. I know a couple of my uh, Grand Rapids people is like, yeah, let's throw them hands. <laughs> we're, we're talking about spiritual here. We're talking right. about spiritual fight. Right. We're not talking about throwing them hands. But we know from a from a fight, a natural fight, uh, uh, my face shouldn't be bruised and not my knuckles, too. Come on. That, that at the end of a fight, I should have a plug of hair in my yes. hand or something. Like, yes. I need to know... That, yeah, I might have took some lumps, yes. but I gave some lumps. And too many believers are taking lumps and not giving lumps. We're mm -hmm. always talking about how we're in a battle. We're in a spiritual yeah. battle. You're not in a spiritual battle yeah. unless you got some, you punched. If you're not swinging If you're your not sword, bloody yourself if, yes. from, from the enemy's blood, and yes. I'm talking about the spiritual enemy, mm -hmm. the, the fears, fears blood, if you don't have the limiting beliefs yes. blood on you, yes. if you're not punching Fear in the face. If you're not punching back and you're only getting beat, you got to be swinging the sword. Absolutely. The sword, the, the, the word of God is our sword. This is our weapon. This is how we fight. And if you are not equipped, yeah. David was equipped. Yeah. Why? Because he was familiar with his weapon. Right. He had already used his weapon right. to slay the lion, Absolutely. to slay the bear. And if you have never used the word of God to slay the enemies that have come your way, no wonder fear is continuously kicking your tail. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it goes on in verse 36. Your servant has struck down both lions mm. and bears and this circumcised Philistine shall be like one of them mm. for he has defied the armies of the living God mm. here's the thing that you've got to realize about fear fear is not just coming against you mm. fear is trying to come against the God in you yes yes fear is trying to come against your God-given destiny your God-given purpose and David in this situation is saying the Israelites have forgotten the purpose. They've also forgotten where God has led them from. See, the Israelites by now have already gone through years of slavery. And God has delivered them. Mm -hmm. 
by his righteous right hand. Uh, the children of Israel have been walking in the wilderness for 40 years and God delivers them and gives them the promised land. God constantly has shown up and protected them and they've been able to fight battle after battle that they've won. And in this single battle, all of a sudden, they've forgotten everything that they've already walked through. And that happens to many of us. Yes. We forget about the battles that we've overcome. Because See, our current giant looks so big. Absolutely. This imposter syndrome makes us feel as if we're ill-equipped, like we're not ready. But I'm going to tell you, there are some people who are watching this right now uh, who were abandoned mm -hmm. by your parents. You were abandoned by your father. Uh, you 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 overcame that. You overcame people on your job telling you that uh, you weren't equipped for this job and that you were uh, you weren't able to be qualified for this job. And then you got the job. You overcame a, a tough marriage situation, bad relationships. You overcame being abused. You overcame um, whatever it is in your life. Yes. And I want to tell you, if you want to overcome this battle that's in your face in your face there's two things you've got to remember you've got to remember what god has brought you from what you've already overcame or overcame and remember that the god who was with you then is yes. the god who's going to be with you now and we close out this text and he says and david said the lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear would deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go, the Lord be with you. Mm. And can I tell y'all right now that there are some people right now listening to this and watching this who needs to know that God is with you. Yes, he is. He's never forgotten about you, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what drop balls you've had. The God who got you through all that mess who has brought you to this point is the same God who's going to allow you to overcome whatever is standing in your way. He's brought you to this point. He's brought you to this point for you to make a decision. And I hope you'll say, like it says in Scripture, as for me and my house, we, we will, will serve, serve the, the Lord. Lord. Because the, the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, is the only one who can help you walk into the next season of your life. But for some of us, we have not been walking with the Lord. And today we need to make a decision. We need to make a decision. We need to remember where God has brought us from. We need to remember that I wouldn't be here if it wasn't from the Lord wasn't for the Lord, for the Lord and from the Lord. And today, the only way you will be able to face this next battle in front of you is if you decide to put Jesus first in your life. Let me ask you a question. You have to ask yourself, what has had you afraid to get in the fight? Mm -hmm. There's something that has, that has stopped you, just like the, the, the army of Israel that, that literally had them afraid to even engage in battle. Uh, it was probably just some talk. Mm -hmm. the, the giant, when, when you finally get into the fight, you yeah. realize that, oh, it wasn't too hard to slay this giant after all. Mm -hmm. It took one stone. Yeah. He crushed the skull and he cut his head off. Yeah. So I want you to ask yourself, what has been stopping me? What is keeping me afraid of getting into the fight? And, and I want to encourage you, just like just like David, God has equipped you for the fight. He's equipped you to slay fear. 
He's equipped you to slay the giants in your life. He did not bring you this far to leave you, but he has equipped you for whatever it is that you're facing in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And so you've got a decision to make. Am I going to go with God or am I going to go with fear? Fear is always going to hold you down. Christ is always going to raise you up because he was raised up from the grave. Ultimately, Jesus had the same fear that all of us had. It says that before he went to the cross, he was in the garden praying and having a conversation with his father. Wrestling, struggling. It says he was so overwhelmed by what was transpiring and what was about to take place. He was sweating blood. Yes. Blood pressure is high. Anxiety is high. And he asked his heavenly father, if there's another way, let this cup pass. Let, let's, let's go that way. Let's do that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. That's what he was saying. I don't you know, want to do pe- this. People always think like, oh yeah, Jesus, Jesus just went and died for me. Like, I'm like, yes, he did. Like, like, he, but he, he that was a moment. He threw a crossover shoulder and just skipped up the hill. Right. No. Like, no, this was horrible. This was horrible. Yet, he decided to face fear. Not my will. Not my will, but yours be done. Yes. He knew that he had been prepared for this battle. And he walked in not by his own strength, but his father's strength. And he got into the fight and got up on that cross. And he decided to give his life up for you. Face fear directly in the face. And what was the result? It says three days later, he was raised from the grave. He beat fear. He beat death. And he beat anything. He beat anything that stands in your way. And today, you can beat that thing if you say yes to Jesus. Yes. It doesn't mean you won't have to fight. But what you know is Jesus has already fought for you, has already beat the battle. So right now, you're fighting in his strength and not yours. So if you're sitting here watching this and listening to this and you're saying, man, you know what? I've been beat up in this world. And I've allowed myself to be beat up. And I've allowed myself to be held down. And today, I want to be resurrected to new life like Jesus Christ was resurrected to new life. All you have to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. Savior from sin and Savior from fear. Thank you again for joining us on the Relevant Church Podcast. If this message has been impactful to you, let us know by sending an email to hello at thisisrelevant.cc. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing at giving.thisisrelevant.cc. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more messages like this one.